Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. Of course, we all know the story that Jesus was born as a babe in Bethlehem. We also know that Jerusalem was the religious capital of the world in his time. But it's interesting that the Bible, introducing his ministry, doesn't say that Jesus came from Bethlehem and went to Jerusalem. Rather, it says, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan. Bob Danker is here today as we consider the account in Matthew and how significant all of these details end up being in the New Testament revelation. Welcome to the program, Brother Bob. Well, I'm happy to be back again, Chris. Bob, we've seen that the Gospel of Matthew presents Christ as the King. Yet it's very interesting that when he was initiating his ministry, it doesn't seem to be in the way that we would expect for a king. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 3 today, especially this little verse we quoted in our opening. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. Bob, say something about where he came from, where he went, and who he went to see. Well, Chris, you mentioned that here the Lord is uh, entering into his ministry, and he is the king. Uh, you would think that the uh, Bible would say that he came from Bethlehem, because Bethlehem was the city of David. David was the king. So the Lord was born in Bethlehem, the city of David the king. But it doesn't say that he came from Bethlehem. It says that he came from Galilee. Galilee was a place that was despised and rejected by people. But Bethlehem, of course, was an, a highly honored place because it was the city of David. And then you would think that the king would come to Jerusalem, which is the capital city of the country and the religious center, but it doesn't say that he came to Jerusalem. It says he came to the Jordan. And as we read the Old Testament, we know that something very special happened at the Jordan in the Old Testament when the children of Israel crossed the Jordan and they entered into the good land. Actually, the Jordan is a place of termination and germination, as we will see later on in the broadcast. And then you would think that to be inaugurated to be the king Perhaps the Lord would come to Jerusalem to the high priest. But instead of coming to the high priest in the temple in Jerusalem, he came to John the Baptist at the Jordan River. And John, although he was born as a priest, actually he did not serve as a priest 
in the way that the Old Testament priests served. He served in an absolutely new way, we might even say in a wild way. Hmm. Well, Bob, we're going to see all of these things that you've uh, just enumerated turn out to be very significant as the ministry of the Lord Jesus begins to unfold. We're going to begin today by looking at a few of these verses in Matthew chapter 3. We read that Jesus came to John to be baptized by him in verse 13. In verse 14, John tried to prevent him, saying, It is I who have need of being baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it for now, for it is fitting for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him, and having been baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens saying, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I have found my delight. Let's join Witness Lee, Bob. I would ask you, what are the crucial words in verse 13? Yeah, baptized is crucial, but you have to realize from where and to where Jesus came. Why Jesus came, not from Bethlehem, but from Galilee. And not to Jerusalem, but to Jordan. And why he came to John, a well person, not to a civilized high priest. Why he came to be baptized, not to be sanctified. Remember when, in the New Testament, Galilee signifies despising, signifies rejection. Jesus didn't come from Bethlehem, because Bethlehem, even by that time, was a place of honor, of welcome. But if you are one coming from Galilee, everyone will despise you. Galilee means despising and rejection. Jesus, he came from rejection. Not rejection by God, but rejection by religion and culture. You understand me? Don't come from a place of honor and a warm welcome, but you all have to come from what? From a place being despised, a place rejected by religion, rejected by culture. This is a narrow way. Galilee is a sign of rejection. But what is the sign of Jordan? You know, Jordan is a sign of burial and resurrection. Jordan is a sign of termination and germination. The children of Israel were traveling through the wilderness about 40 years. That was one generation. And that was one age. And eventually, Jordan buried them. Jordan terminated all of them. Jordan ended their wandering history. And Jordan, hallelujah, gave them a new start. And Jordan brought them out of the wilderness and into 
the gold land, which was Christ. This is the significance of Jordan. Today, our way, which is the way from Galilee to Jordan, is a way from despise, rejection, to what? To termination and resurrection. Well, now you can see, my, if not today, maybe tomorrow, and maybe day after tomorrow, all will be terminated. Why? Because we are on the way from Galilee to Georgia. Well, Bob, this is really profound. You used this phrase, I think, in your introduction, uh, that Jordan was a place of termination and germination. We all want to be those that follow the Lord in order to gain the kingdom. That means that we have to come from a place of being despised and rejected to a place of termination and germination. What does this all mean for us, really, in our experience? Well, Chris, I think it means uh, two things. First of all, it means that if we want to enter into the kingdom and live in the kingdom, then we should never seek to be honored and welcomed by men. If we live in the kingdom with the Lord, then we have to follow the Lord. That means we have to take the way that he took. Wherever Jesus went, he was received and he was respected by the people who genuinely loved God and who sought God. But he was despised and rejected by the religious people and the cultured people of his day. All the religious people and all the cultured people rejected the Lord Jesus. This is clear from the four Gospels. We can see this. So if we want to live in the kingdom, we have to follow the Lord and take the way that he took. We have to be willing to be people who come from Galilee, mm. which is a place despised and rejected by the religious and cultured people. Then secondly, if we want to live in the kingdom, we have to realize that our natural life, and that means our created life, the life that we were born with, this life is not the life of the kingdom. So therefore, if we live by our natural life, whether we do good or whether we do evil, we cannot live in the kingdom of the heavens because our natural life is not the kingdom life. Therefore, there's another requirement. We not only have to come from Galilee, but we have to come to the Jordan. That means we have to come to the place where we can have our natural life, our created life, terminated by the cross of Christ and actually buried in the water of the Jordan River. And this water, of course, signifies baptism. When we were baptized, whether we realized it or not, we were buried. Our old man, our old person, and even our entire old history was terminated. But this is not the end, because in God's economy, termination always leads us to resurrection. So, if we are willing to be terminated, to have our natural life terminated, then Christ will come to us and he will impart into us the divine life, the life of God. And it is this life that is the life of the kingdom. So, we have to, we have to be people who do not live by our natural life, but who live by the divine life. Then, we can live in the kingdom of God. 
in a real way. Otherwise, we have nothing to do with the kingdom. Bob, it was uh, striking in those verses that we read at the uh, outset here today. Uh, you would think, why did the Lord need to be baptized? And even uh, John the Baptist somewhat even pleaded with him, argued with him. You don't need to be baptized. I'm the one that should be being baptized by you. But as taking his status as the God-man, as the man, he was really setting a pattern for us, wasn't he? That there's nothing in our natural composition that really we have to offer in the kingdom. That's right, Chris. The Lord was a pattern to us and an example. And if we want to live in the kingdom, we need to follow him. And we need to experience the same thing that he experienced. Bob, in this coming section, Witness Lee is going to use a phrase, church life. Uh, and many of our listeners may not be familiar with this. It's a term that you and I understand, but maybe you could define it a little bit for everyone's benefit. Yes, Chris. As individual believers, we have our individual Christian life, but we all need to remember that we are members of a corporate body, the church, the body of Christ. And the life that we have together as the body of Christ, a corporate life is the church life. This is the life that we live together as members of Christ's body. Hmm. Thank you, Bob. Let's join Witness Lee for this next section. We are on the way from Galilee to Jordan. From a place of rejection to a place of burial. Here is the place that we met the king. We did meet him. Here is the place. Where? The church. The church life is the place that we met the king. Day after day, the church life brings Christ the king to me. And eventually, what is here, you know? Kingdom. Eventually, the kingdom is here. I was always taught that uh, the kingdom has been suspended. That the church today is not the kingdom. The kingdom has been suspended and the kingdom will come. But gradually, in my experience, I realized, my, surely, every time I got terminated, every time I got brought to the king, and every time the king was brought to me, that was, in my experience, the real kingdom. I got to know the kingdom, not firstly through the teaching, mainly, firstly, through my experience. Every time when I got terminated, I met my king. And there was the kingdom. This is not according to doctrine, but according to experience. Then later on, I had further study of the New Testament. My, the light came. It confirmed my experience. Now I can say boldly in the New Testament today, the kingdom is here. Once you will be terminated on the way from Galilee to Jordan, the king is here. And the kingdom is here. So I like this uh, from Galilee to Jordan. Yeah, Bob, there's a lot of debate in this phrase now uh, when we hear it, I think, from Galilee to Jordan. There's a lot of theology related to the matter of the kingdom and its status during this age, Bob. But what we're hearing today regarding the kingdom, I think, is much more practical than theological. 
Review how this phrase, from Galilee to the Jordan, really typifies what it means for us to be brought into the kingdom. Well, in this section, as you pointed out, Chris, Witness Lee spoke about the church life. This is the proper life of the believers as a corporate body, the body of Christ. And actually, this phrase, from Galilee to the Jordan, can really be experienced by us in the proper church life. The church is a place which doesn't have much culture and doesn't have religion. And so it is a place that is despised and rejected. Also, the church life, as Witness Lee pointed out, is a place where we are terminated, where our natural life is brought to an end. And also, we are really brought to Christ, who is the king of the kingdom. The only way for us to live in the church life is to have our natural life terminated and to live together with Christ, our King. Christ is the one who imparts to us the very life of God, the divine life. In fact, he is the divine life. So when we are terminated in our natural life spontaneously, we are brought to Christ and he imparts to us his very self, as the divine eternal life. This is the life of the kingdom, and this is the way for us to live in the kingdom in reality. Bob, I want to go back as we prepare for this last section and look at these last two verses that we read in Matthew chapter 3. And having been baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens saying, This is my Son, the Beloved, in whom I have found my delight. Let's join Witness Lee. Now, by John's coming, God has ordained baptism. Everyone that is in the kingdom of the heavens has to pass through this gateway. Even the Lord Jesus, he was a man without sin. And his nature is pure, is sinless. Even he has to pass through that. And then he was resurrected. And this signifies that through all the days of his ministry, he was acting not in the natural life, but in the resurrected life. You know, when he comes back, some would go to him, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out the demons? Didn't we uh, do miracles and this and that in your name? Then the Lord answered, you are an evil person. You are a lawless one. I never approved. I never agree with what you did because you didn't do the things. Ha <laughs> in resurrection. You do the good things in your natural way. You do the good things in your natural life. You are just a lawless one. You are not a righteous one. Then, when he was baptized, three things happened. Number one, the heavens were opened. And number two, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And number three, God the Father declare something concerning him. 
these all were due to one thing, to his baptism. That baptism opened the heavens. And that baptism brought down the Holy Spirit. And that baptism opened the mouth of the Father to say something. This is a very strong example. By what way we can get open heaven? By what way we can get the descending Holy Spirit? By what way we can get the speaking of the Father? By being terminated. Many, many of us can testify that whenever we got terminated, that was the time the heavens were open. When you were welcome, I tell you, the heavens were what? Shut up. When you were honored, the heavens were closed. But every termination opened the heavens. Check with your experience. Every time the termination brought down the Holy Spirit upon you, and every time the termination opened the mouth of our Heavenly Father, He would say, my beloved. Bob, when the Lord Jesus was baptized, these three wonderful things took place. The heavens were opened, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and God the Father spoke something, declaring something wonderful concerning him. What about us, Bob? How can we have these things happen in our experience? Chris, we can have the same experience that Jesus had by entering through the gateway of baptism and by walking on the way of righteousness. Jesus wanted to be baptized by John so that he could fulfill all righteousness. What does this mean? It means that in order to be right with God, even Jesus, who was a perfect and a sinless man, had to be terminated and had to bury his natural, created life so that he could live and work for God in resurrection, as a man, we need to realize that Jesus had two lives. He had a natural human life, and he had the uncreated divine life. Well, what about us as believers in Christ? We're the same. We also have two lives. We have our natural created life, which also is a fallen life. The life of Jesus, the natural life of Jesus, was not fallen, but our natural life is fallen. And we also have the divine life. This is because we have experienced two births, a natural birth and a divine birth. So, in order for us to be right with God, we need to do what Jesus did. We must be terminated and buried in our old natural life. And we need to live together with Christ in and by the divine life which is the life of resurrection. To live in the kingdom, we have to do everything, even good things, in resurrection. That is, we have to do everything in the divine, eternal life. And this life is just Christ himself. Whatever we do in and by our natural human life, even if it is something good, that will be considered by God as lawlessness and as unrighteousness, even as sin. And it will eventually cause us to be disapproved and disciplined by God according to his righteousness. 
But whenever we are willing to be terminated and resurrected, that is, whenever we deny our natural life and we live by the divine life within us, we will experience the same three things that the Lord Jesus experienced. The heavens will be opened to us, the Spirit of God will come upon us, and God the Father will be very happy with us, and we will sense that he is pleased with us. Hmm. Bob, I wish we had more time to get into these things. Uh, our time today doesn't allow it, but I do have time to thank you for being with us and invite you back again very soon. I'm looking forward to the next time, Chris. Uh, we're going to uh, depart right now, but we want to first tell you, of course, that, that you can contact us about getting volume number one of the Life Study of Matthew or any of the volumes to, that complete this book. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. Or write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send your email to radio at lsm.org. And for Bob Danker today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages. But to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety or download more audio programs like this one, all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today.